Delayed parliamentary elections are due to take place in Pakistan on the 8th of February. The elections are contentious, with former Prime Minister Imran Khan in jail and banned from taking part. Meanwhile, another former Prime Minister, Nawaz Sharif, has returned from four years of self-imposed exile, hoping to return to power. The elections also take place amid a backdrop of rising terror attacks in the country, as well as fears of political violence. So how should organisations with operations or workforce in Pakistan prepare in the run-up to polling day and in the weeks following the elections? Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Stuart Davidson. Joining me for this episode is our lead security analyst responsible for Pakistan, Louise Hogan, and senior security specialist, Irina Skvortsva. Starting with you first, Louise, I wanted to ask you more about the risks for people in or traveling to Pakistan ahead of the elections. Election periods in Pakistan are always contentious. We see a lot of incidents of political violence, things like grenade or bomb attacks on political offices or even candidates, clashes and shootings between rival supporters. And political events are frequently a target of terror groups operating in the country. So these elections are taking place amid an ongoing increase in attacks by groups like Tehrik-e Taliban Pakistan. That's the Pakistani Taliban and the local Islamic State affiliate ISK. So that's a very prominent concern. And already way back in July, when parties were preparing for elections, ISK launched a suicide bomb attack on a political rally, killing at least 54 people. And then if there are contentious results, if there are allegations of vote rigging that prompt protests, for instance, that could quickly spiral into unrest after the elections, posing more risks for people in Pakistan. And are there any places that the risks are particularly high? The risks are most acute in areas that we already assess to be extreme risk. So parts of Khyber Pakhtunkhwa and Baluchistan provinces that have higher incidents of violent crime, militancy and often relatively poor state control. However, when it comes to election related violence, Karachi is also typically a hotspot. These incidents, things like attacks on offices or candidates or clashes between rival supporters, they are usually targeted, but they present really significant incidental risks. And we've already seen several incidents happen in Karachi, but also in cities across Punjab. And then in the event of contentious results, the capital Islamabad will likely be a focus of protests and unrest. Also, when it comes to terror attacks, the risk is highest in extreme risk areas, but unfortunately, all large scale gatherings of this kind are quite vulnerable to such attacks, including in in other high risk areas. Okay, thanks very much for now, Louise. Let's turn to our senior security specialist, Irina Skvortsva. And Irina, considering the risk that Louise has just spoken about, what is your advice for people planning to travel to Pakistan during the election period? We are advising people to defer all travel into the country from the 5th to 12th of February. So that's a few days before the elections and a few days after. And that's because of the heightened risk of violence and terror attacks, also disruption with political rallies going on, and then also in case of contentious results, which may prompt protests. So with all these risks in place, people who are planning business travel should ensure it's not during this specific period around elections. And what about for people already in Pakistan during the election period? People in country should minimize non-essential movement during the same period due to exactly the same risks. Foreign nationals should avoid polling stations on 8th, which is the polling day. Local nationals who intend to vote should make sure they are familiar with the voting procedures, maintain heightened vigilance when at the voting stations, and leave an area at the first sign of an arrest. 
Journalists who plan to attend political events should exercise caution and ensure they have the necessary permissions and identification documents to cover the events. It is also important to closely monitor developments around the release of preliminary results overnight on 8 to 9 February and around the announcement of final results thereafter. In case of unrest, people should be prepared to stand fast. That underscores the importance of ensuring that selected accommodation has adequate essential supplies, such as fuel, food, water, and the medication, to support said standfast for the period of at least seven days. Your accommodation should also have stringent security arrangements in place, including a secure perimeter, adequate standoff from the street, and 24-7 on-site security guard presence. Professional security or transport support is recommended for in-country staff. Security provider ability may be limited during periods of severe unrest, heightened demand, or in some remote locations. All essential movements should be reassessed, scheduled, and confirmed in advance. People should be also prepared to postpone travel at a short notice following the security provider assessment on the day. And what are international SOS's capabilities to support during the elections period? We maintain close relationship with accredited security partners in Pakistan, headquartered in Islamabad and Karachi, both able to operate throughout the country. Our security manager also conducted a country visit to Pakistan in September 2023 to reassess our security partners, ensure that the secure hotels that we had identified previously were still maintaining the sufficient mitigation measures and were fit for the purpose in the present climate as well as to also glean insights to inform our operational and evacuation preparedness. This includes identifying hotels that could be used as evacuation assembly areas in close proximity to the airports, which would be removed from city centers and are likely to be secure neighborhoods, confirming our threat assessment and carrying out route assessments. Our assistant security management team is in close communication with our security partners in Pakistan to stay abreast of their availability, capabilities and their posture in light of the incidents, ongoing developments and upcoming major events. We have also conducted meetings with them recently to reconfirm their capabilities ahead of February 8th elections and have ensured they remained ready to support our clients. We are aware that during periods of pervasive unrest or during election campaign periods, authorities can result to blocking internet services. As such, we have confirmed that we are able to have efficient communication with our security partners in country in the event that this occurs. We have also ensured that we will be receiving daily updates and notifications of real-time incidents from these security partners that can in turn inform our information and analysis team output to international SOS clients. We have also reviewed the status of our assess secure hotels and confirmed that these are still able to be used by our clients at the present time. However, in the event of unrest, we will be guiding clients on which ones are more preferable to use based on their accessibility and proximity to threats. We are also aware that a number of hotels may experience high demand during the election period. So we encourage clients who encounter this to contact the security center to receive a guidance on hotel selection. Thanks very much, Irina. Finally, Louise, I wanted to ask you about the elections and specifically former Prime Minister Imran Khan, who remains extremely popular. What does his ban mean for these elections? So most opinion polls consistently name Khan as the country's most popular politician, even still. 
And we saw that after he was removed from power in April 2022, he was consistently able to draw huge crowds out to demonstrate in support of him and his PTI party. So now that he's been in jail since August and his party has been severely reduced by an intense crackdown, many of its senior members have left, other candidates have been barred from standing. And the party was also stripped of its election symbol, which is the cricket bat that's very much linked with Khan, who is, of course, a former professional cricket player. And election symbols are very important in Pakistan because many voters with reduced literacy use them to cast their ballot. So not having a cohesive symbol further reduces the party's election prospects. So with Khan and PTI very much reduced, it's created quite intense political competition among other parties to try and capitalize on that large voter pool that's now essentially up for grabs, at least in part. But we have seen so far that this election period has been quite subdued, much more than we might have seen previously in terms of levels of canvassing and political events. And that's very much reflective of a feeling that these elections lack fairness, primarily due to the crackdown on Khan and his party. And do we have a clear idea of who will win the elections? With PTI constrained, the most likely outcome at this stage seems to be a victory for the PMLN party. That's the party of former Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif. The military establishment, who have significant political influence, very much seem to be backing Sharif, though it is worth noting that in 2018 they backed Imran Khan against him. But this support very much makes a PMLN victory more likely. The party may not get enough votes for an outright majority. They may need to form a coalition government, but it is likely that they will be leading the next government. Okay, Louise and Irina, thanks very much for all your analysis and advice. Well, that's all for now, but just a reminder that you'll be able to access the latest information and updates on Pakistan from our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centres available to clients 24-7. So until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.